In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Ilya Samsonov, a bit of a season review, and what his future is with the Washington Capitals. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this episode, that is what we are going to talk about is Ilya Samsonov. What is his future with the Washington Capitals? I know that, uh, you know, everyone was dead set, you know, at the end of the season that that is the end of Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov. Well, in this particular episode, we are going to concentrate on Ilya Samsonov and what his uh, possible future could be with this Washington Capitals team. Um, Like I say, uh, the goaltending situation in general, and if you want to take a look at Ilya Samsonov, was inconsistent pretty much the entire season. You know, Ilya Samsonov would play really great one game. And then the next minute, he would fall flat on his face. So what is his future with the team? Uh, He is a a, a restricted free agent. So there is the possibility, and there are already some teams out there kicking the tires on Ilya Samsonov. Um, It's been said that the New Jersey Devils are interested in his services. So um, if he doesn't fit in with this Washington Capitals team, where will he fit? Um, So like I say, New Jersey has already been one team. There's been others kicking the tires on him, seeing, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, if he's available and what it will take to uh, retain his services. But just taking a look at Ilya Samsonov, I know that the the knee-jerk reaction is to say, enough, get him out of here, he's no good. But if you kind of take a look at it from a more analytical point of view, you got to look at what he brings to this team take a look at his history with his team. And if you do just get rid of him in favor of getting someone else just to get someone else, then are you really making a wise and prudent decision? I know that, you know, like I say, it's a knee-jerk reaction to just kick, you know, Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samson off to the curb to get this veteran netminder that everyone always talks about. But you have, you can't make change for change's sake. You actually have to upgrade uh, in that position. And if you look at him between Vitek and Ilya, Ilya Samsonov is revered by the people that know best, the scouts, the people, the NHL insiders, as the better athlete between him uh, and Vitek Vanacek. Um, he was drafted higher than Vitek Vanacek. Um, and, you know, just how much they're paying um, him. He's, he's you know, as far as goalies are concerned, uh, fairly inexpensive. I believe his most recent contract is in the $2 million range. Uh, so for someone who has, you know, I would say a pretty good upside, um, all things considered, um, you know, and I'm talking about futures. I'm not saying that, you know, by any means how he played this last season was acceptable. But I think that, you know, in his case, and I'm not saying, you know, he should be the starter for the Capitals. I do not. I do think they should go out and get that veteran veteran netminder, but they still need to lock down that number two because what have we learned from watching the regular season and especially the postseason? Uh, if you take a look at the Pittsburgh Penguins, for example, 
They had Deming in there in net, and I don't think that that was probably in their master plan uh, in the beginning of the season to have Deming in net uh, when they were in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that's what I'm talking about, is you just can't make hasty decisions uh, and say that, you know, I want to kick Ilya Samson off to the curb because he wasn't playing uh, up to snuff. All right, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And uh, just that's what we're going to talk about is with Ilya. Do we think that he fits in or do we think that there's someone else in house uh, that uh, could fit that role? And I think, you know, just in this episode alone, concentrating on Ilya Samsonov, I would say give him another shot. Uh, as at least a backup uh, for, for the Washington Capitals. Like I say, if you look at his record, uh, statistically, he is a pretty sound netminder. You got to take a look at the Capitals in general and say they weren't playing how they normally play. They they weren't playing you know, on the level that they normally play. This is this aging roster kind of uh, the defense was folding in front of them. There's been all sorts of arguments out there by you know, why the Washington Capitals didn't do better. And then just taking a look at the team, did they play really as bad as everyone thought? They made it to one 100 points, 100 points and a wild card team. That's a little crazy to me. That really shows you how competitive and how well the teams in the Metro division were playing. So that's what I'm saying. You know, between VTech and Ilya Samsonov, they were able to get this team to 100 points. 100 points oftentimes could have put a team in first place. It just depends on how uh, the other teams in the league are playing or in your division rather. So I think that that's what I'm saying is that you just kind of, you can't, we can't make hasty decisions and say, you know, we got to get rid of those two because they didn't play the right way. Um, and especially with Ilya Samsonov, like I say, I think he has a pretty good upside. Um, I think that if given time, you know, and maybe there needs to be a different goalie coach, I hate to say it, uh, because take a, a look at the big changes uh, in Braden Holpe's game. Uh, when Mitch Korn came here, the goalie whisperer, when he, Barry Trotz came here. You take a look at what Mitch Korn did in Nashville with Picarini and what he did uh, with Braden Holpe um, in Washington, of course, and then, you know, uh, a numerous other goalies that he's worked with. So I know that it's easy to, to make VTech and Ilya Samson off the fall guys and say, you know, they're just poor goalies. But take a look at Ilya Samsonov. He was drafted in the first round, 22nd overall in the 2015 NHL draft. So obviously there was something that the Capitals saw in him to draft him that high. Um, and if you just, you know, I'm going to break down his game and, you know, a little bit of the history on Ilya Samsonov in this episode, but you know, it's not too often that a team drafts a goalie in the first round. If, you know, they just plan on kicking him down the road uh, a few years later. So, that's what I'm talking about is just not making any hasty decisions on this net mining situation. I think we can all agree that uh, they need that veteran net miner. But now what the question that I'm going to be talking about in these next few episodes is locking down the number two. Um, that's what it's all about. The number two net miner for the Capitals. That's what we're going to break down in these next few episodes. And in this particular episode, it's going to be Ilya Samsonov. So as, as for right now, I would say definitely consider keeping him, you know, uh, at least as a, as a backup goalie, as a number two, because if you take a look at the free agents that are out there, there's none of the guys' names that are jumping out at you uh, that would make a good backup um, for the number, whoever they pick as the number one netminder. So I think that either uh, Ilya Samsonov or Vitek Vanacek could make a decent uh, backup netminder, but do they have 
you know, a better option in Hershey. We'll talk about that in the upcoming episodes as well. But, um, you know, that's what I'm saying is that I think that there is definitely a potential uh, for Ilya Samsonov uh, with the Washington Capitals, at least in a backup role. Um, and that's, you know, that's what I'm saying. Just making prudent decisions here. Um, like I say, I, if you looked at social media, the gut knee jerk reaction was to get rid of both of them and just start all over again. You know, that, that could be disastrous as well. And then you might be, be dealing with net miners that are even worse. All right. So after the break here, we are going to break down a bit of the history of Ilya Samsonov and what he brings to this Washington Capitals team. But first, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so welcome back. Um, in, like I say, in this episode, that is what we're going to continue to talk about. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Is uh, to take a look at Ilya Samsonov and a bit historically, what does he bring to this team? Um, just taking a look back. I mean, he got his start in Russia, of course. Um, but just taking a look back on him, Sam Sonoff made the opening right night roster of the 2019-2020 season as Holpe's new backup, and he made his NHL debut in a start against the New York Islanders on October 4th, 2019. Sam Sonoff made 25 saves in the two to one Capitals win, including 17 over the final two periods. Uh, following his debut, Sam Sonoff subsequently won 10 more to become only the third NHL rookie goalie to win his first 11 contests in the first since 1973-1974. Following his win over the Ottawa Senators on January 31st, 2020, Sam Sonoff yielded a 16-2-1 record with a 2.11 goals against average and a .925 save percentage. And I think that, you know, that was kind of the beginning of how the Washington Capitals began to become all in on Ilya Samsonov uh, because that was what was talked about this entire season is what, you know, secrets does Ilya have on the Washington Capitals? Does he have some secrets on Brian McClellan or something? Why, why can't they just move on from this guy? But if you take a look at him historically, I think that that was one of the things. So let's just kind of take a look at it. He was drafted number one overall. And then when he uh, finally got his start with the Washington Capitals, he was off to a, a historic start. Uh, he uh, won 10 games in a row there. So just taking a look at that, I think that just that kind of started him off on the right foot. Uh, Sam Sonoff led all the rookie goaltenders with 15 wins and was projected to replace Braden Holpe, who could become an unrestricted free agent at the time of the pause. Sam Sonoff ranked second among rookie goaltenders and wins behind Mackenzie Blackwood and ranked 15th overall in even strength save percentage with a .923 save percentage. Among the goaltenders who he had played at least 25 games after a four-month pause, the Capitals returned to the ice to prepare for the 2020 season. However, Sam Sonoff was unable to play for the Capitals during the playoffs berth as a result of an injury that he suffered, and that was that uh, UTV accident. And, you know, that's one of the things that I had talked about in previous podcasts uh, in general as well. And I don't, you know, mean to say anything disparaging about him because he got injured in a UTV accident, but 
I think that one of the things working against uh, Ilya Samsonov in the beginning there was his immaturity, uh, as we'll talk about here later. He was also um, partying um, with Alex Ovechkin and Dmitry Orlov um, during COVID protocol when it was known that they were supposed to isolate to their rooms by themselves. Uh, they all knew that, and he decided to have his uh, you know fellow Russian countrymen over to his hotel, and guess what? Evgeny Kuznetsov got COVID and guess what? They all got fined and suspended. So that's what I'm talking about is that, you know, just kind of st- stepping back from his play in particular, he did, he was pretty immature. Uh, his first uh, couple years there, I would say that this season he has shown uh, a bit more maturity, but he is one of the netminders that seems to get a little bit more rattled when things don't go his way. And I know that, you know, everyone's like, well, of course, who isn't going to get rattled? Well, the true elite level goaltenders seem to kind of brush it off their shoulders. Uh, when you look at uh, Ilya Samsonov, when things aren't going his way, it's noticeable all over his face. And uh, I think to a certain extent, that might be one of his weaknesses is that I think to a certain extent, if once you're to the NHL level, you got to kind of keep your composure a little bit. Um, otherwise, if you start coming unraveled in your own mind, then I think that things um, are ultimately going to fall apart for you even uh, sooner. After Holpe wasn't retained, Samsonov became Washington's starter with Henrik Lundqvist serving as the veteran backup in the 2020-2021 season. And that was just a real um, unfortunate set of events for the Washington Capitals as, you know, that was a, a really great time in, in the Washington Capitals history. Uh, when they moved on from Braden Holpe, everyone was kind of, you know, well, what are they going to do next in the net minding situation? We kind of, we kind of knew it was going to be Ilya Samsonov. Vitek Vanacek really wasn't in the equation at the time. And the Capitals were able to get Henrik Lundqvist, uh, kind of a guy that was a brick wall in net for the New York Rangers for so many years. Uh, if you look back when the Washington Capitals faced the Rangers in years past, he was the guy kind of that stood in, in the net there. And like I say, was a brick wall. So to finally have Henrik Lundqvist playing for the Washington Capitals, what a really great moment. But then the unfortunate thing came, and it was something that kind of came totally out of left field for the Washington Capitals and Henrik Lundqvist, to be honest with you, is that he had an underlying heart condition and was unable to play. Uh, he took a year off and was going to come back. Um, you know, there was vi- all kinds of videos of him practicing, and he looked like he was in top form. But ultimately, Henrik Lundqvist decided to retire, uh, and he never even played one game with the Washington Capitals. So the Capitals were kind of put in this odd position of, well, we were all in on Henrik Lundqvist and Ilya Samsonov. Now what do we do? They didn't really prepare for that. I mean, I don't think, you know, that anyone could really prepare for something like that. So then Vitek Vanacek, kind of an unproven commodity. He played pretty well in AHL Hershey, um, and he ended up getting his big opportunity. And he kind of stole the show. And uh, it was supposed to be Sam Sonoff as the number one. But like I say, Vitek Vanacek kind of stole the show. And, uh, so, you know, just looking back on the history there, that's what it was last season. Uh, it was Sam Sonoff and Vitek Vanacek. So, Things change, you know, and that's what changed for uh, Ilya Samsonov and the Capitals. Uh, Lundqvist was originally expected to share the net with Samsonov, but a heart condition caused him to step away from hockey. Once Lundqvist decided not to return to the Capitals, Samsonov became the Capitals' full starter from the beginning of the season. In the first game at Washington, starting netminder Samsonov stopped 22 of 26 shots to beat the Buffalo Sabres 6-4. to However, his success was short-lived as he was placed in quarantine. 
on January 21st, and the team was fined $100,000 for player violations of league's COVID-19 protocol. Samsonov was removed from COVID protocol on February 8th, but spent time with the Hershey Bears on a conditioning stint for an extra 20 days. By May, Samsonov had accumulated a 13-4-1 record with a 2.69 goals against average through 19 games before he was scratched for disciplinary reasons. On May 3rd, following the healthy scratch, Samsonov was played placed in NHL's COVID-19 protocols for a second time. And, uh, you know, that's what I was talking about is he didn't really do anything to help his case. Uh, I got to say, if you look back on that one, when there was a time for Ilya Samsonov to really grab the reins of the net minding position for the Washington Capitals, he blew it. Um, and there's no other way of looking at it is that he blew it uh, when he signed that new deal last year. He could have he could have demanded the king's ransom, but uh, ultimately what he got was a prove me deal. So he signed a two million dollar deal, two mil per year. And, uh, you know, I got to say that he turned around a little bit this year. I will say he seems to be, like I say, more dialed in, a bit more mature. He is a bit older. Between injuries and being in and out of the coronavirus protocol, Samsonov missed some time, including the first two games in the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs against the Boston Bruins. Samsonov returned for game three, but misplaced the puck during double overtime and turned it over to Craig Smith, who took advantage and scored the game-winning goal, giving the Bruins a 2-1 to series lead. The following game, he made 22 saves in the first two periods before Boston scored four goals to win 4-1. to The Capitals never recovered and were ultimately eliminated by the Bruins in five games. And, uh, you know, that just looking back on him historically, I think that, you know, I think even if you asked him, there's things that he probably would have done different and uh, no doubt uh, he probably should have, but that's what he did is he blew his opportunity uh, in his first uh, stint with the Washington Capitals uh, last year. But I think that, you know, like I say, there is room for growth with him. I mean, he, like I say, just looking back on him, he was drafted in the first round. He got off to a really great start. And if you even take a look at Ilya Samsonov through this year's uh, past playoffs, the one thing I will say about him is he kept the Capitals in the game. You know, um, the Washington Capitals didn't do any favors in front of him in net. You know, the defense was collapsing. You had T.J. Oshie coughing up the puck, which led to a scoring opportunity. So not all of this can rest squarely on Ilya's uh, shoulders because how it was slated to start is that it was supposed to be Vitek Vanacek. The Capitals were all in on Vitek Vanacek, but ultimately that was not meant to be. And uh, that's what happened is that uh, they ended up going with Ilya Samsonov. And that's the one thing I'm going to say. I don't think that anything could have changed. I think that maybe Tom Wilson could have changed the outcome a little bit. But I don't think that, you know, we could have asked for any more uh, from Ilya Samsonov. Prior to the 2021-22 season, the Washington Capitals re-signed Samsonov to a one-year, $2 million contract. That's what I'm talking about. Kind of a prove-me deal. There's no doubt in my mind he could have gotten a lot more um, if he had played well and he wasn't so reckless. He began the season strong by recording a 9-1-1 record with a 2.52 goals against average. And three shutouts by mid-November, he... Also did not record a loss in regulation until November 30th in a 5-4 loss to the Florida Panthers on April 6th. Samsonov made his fourth start in 15 games and stopped 25 of 28 shots by the Tampa Bay Lightning to mark his 20-win season in the NHL. And, uh, you know, there's some some great records. If you looked at the back of his hockey card, you might be thinking to yourself, why is this Washington Capitals so down on this guy? 
And, uh, you know, like I say, I, I think that, you know, if in a litmus test example, everything in a vacuum, and if you look at Ilya Samsonov and how he played this year, I don't think it's a real accurate reflection on who he is as a player. Um, I think last year when he was reckless, you know, that's on him. You know, you can put all of that on his shoulders, but I think that, you know, all, all in all, he played rather well. You know, between him and Vitek Vanacek, they piecemealed together 100 points, and, uh, you know, if you take a look around the league, there are plenty of teams that didn't come up with 100 wins. And there's probably a lot of different teams that would love to have Ilya's services. So that's one thing I, I'm going to say about it is you want to proceed with caution uh, before we get crazy here. All right. So after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about Ilya Samsonov, his record and what is next for him. We'll talk about him. But first. All right. Welcome back. So in this episode, we are talking about Ilya Samsonov in his future with this Washington Capitals team. Uh, like I talked about earlier in the show, he was drafted first round overall or first round 22nd overall in the 2015 draft. Uh, his career, he has 52 wins and uh, 22 losses. He has six shutouts. Um, goals against average is a 2.81 and a 0.902 save percentage. So like I'm saying, if you had him and you looked at the back of his hockey card, you might go, hmm, seems like a pretty solid netminder. Um, but then, you know, I, I look at the news and I hear everything about Ilya Samsonov and there, no one's in on him. They're kind of all doom and gloom on him. Why is that? So, you know, if you talk to people outside the Washington Capitals organization and they ask you about Ilya Samsonov, um, what do you think of him? Um, and you tell them your thoughts on them. And oftentimes people will be surprised because I've talked to people about Ilya Samsonov because, of course, when the Washington Capitals made a, you know an early exit in the first round, once again, uh, there were a lot of questions out there about Samsonov and the Capitals in general. But um, when I told them you know, what my thoughts on Ilya Samsonov, many of them were surprised because they're like, well, I looked at his stats and he seems like a pretty solid netminder. And then, you know, that kind of gave me pause. And I looked at his career retrospectively, you know, with the Washington Capitals, and it's not too bad. Um, you know, I, like I say, I think the knee-jerk reaction is, is the Washington Capitals made a first-round exit. So there's going to be a couple people that they're going to blame first. It's going to be the head coach, number one. Number two is the netminder. And then it kind of just rolls downhill. You could probably throw the GM in that list as well. But in the 21-22 season, uh, he was uh, 23 wins and 12 losses. Um, so that's what I'm saying. A save percentage of a point eight nine six with a 3.02 goals against average. So just looking at him, not a really bad numbers on him. So that's that's what I'm talking about is that, you know, he's you, we can't like jump the gun and think, you know, we got to get rid of this guy. I think that, you know, if they give him an opportunity, there is a chance uh, for him to prove himself again. And uh, I think that, you know, like I say, we got to figure out who we are going to have as a backup netminder for the Washington Capitals um, and who's going to end up starting because that's the big thing is the starter. There's many veteran options out there um, in net, um, you know, that are coming up for free agency. Are any of those going to be possibilities for the Washington Capitals? Um, just taking a look at his scouting report here. I'm going to pull that up for you here as well. Uh, Ilya Samsonov was likely to be the first goaltender to hear his name in the 2015 draft. He was ranked the best European goaltender by the NHL Central Scouting Services and will likely be drafted within the first two rounds, uh, which we all know he, that he was. Um, overall, he's had the best of his year's core of goaltending prospects. He has the size and skill to be a starting goaltender in the NHL. The raw talent is there and his positioning and style 
of play are generally top-notch. Despite his large frame, he is very agile and, and can move quickly to cover any holes that might appear. Uh, there is one particular issue which might uh, mean he isn't drafted in the first round and might fall a bit. He was signed a three-year contract by the KHL team, meaning that Samsonov will be in Russia for the for the foreseeable future. This is just all the, the scouting report on him. So just what, what did everyone think of Ilya before uh, he is who he is today? While this might not be a bad from a development point of view, the Russian factor is going to come into play. Will the Stars draft him? I personally think that Samsonov will be drafted before the Dallas Stars' second-round pick, and I'd be surprised if Jim Neal decides to use the Stars' first-round pick on Ilya Samsonov. So... Uh, just some other uh, words on him. Ilya Samsonov has the ideal size that the teams are looking for in goaltenders today at a six foot three inch and 201 pounds. Samsonov makes the most of that size coming to challenge on plays and reducing the amount of net that forwards have to shoot out. He is very athletic and never gives up on a play resulting in him being able to make some ridiculous saves. And we saw that, you know, full snowman saves out there. Um, there, I mean, you can't knock his play when he, when Ilya Samsonov is dialed in, there's, you know, I challenge you to, to name a better netminder out there. Samsonov has strong legs and gets side to side across the crease quickly and efficiently. He plays a tight butterfly and his legs kick out quickly, quickly to take away the bottom of the net. He has a fast glove hand and blockers. Well, Samsonov skates backwards very well, and this makes him hard to beat on the Deeks as he can come out to cut down those angles, but backs up quickly. If the shooter instead tries to go around him, his positioning is very good as he remains square to the puck when he is moving around as a puck as it passes the offensive zone. And like I say, this is the scouting uh, report on him. He combines the essential elements of size and athletic ability to be imposing in the net and make scoring difficult. He is very aware and reads the play well and is quick to close down the net. An ultra competitor who never gives up, gives up on a play uh, with normal technical refinement. He can become a star listed um, with six foot three. He is a big kid with perfect size. But despite his big size, he shows great agility, has good lateral movements, and is strong with his pads. And that's the book on him right there. That was hit the scouting report on Ilya Samsonov. So if there's any people out there that were wondering, you know, why did the Capitals even go with him in the first place? The book's pretty strong on him. And uh, historically, he has been a really great goaltender. So if I could tell Caps Nation one thing is let's not give up on him yet. I know what you're going to say. Uh, you know, what are you talking about? Are you drunk? I'm not drunk, I assure you. Um, I'm just looking at the numbers. I'm trying to look at this from an analytical point of view that uh, while he might not be a great starter, I've never said that he should be the starter for the Washington Capitals, make no mistake, but I think that he could serve as a, a strong number two uh, for the for the Caps. I still think they do need to pick up, pick up that veteran netminder, whoever that may be. There's so many names out there that have been thrown around. It's really hard to zero in on one. I know that, you know, one of the names that people want is Holpe. You know, some people really want Andre Fleury, even though he doesn't seem to be too interested about coming to this team. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Just, you know, being a bit cautious as we approach this this crazy season, as they talk about, because, um, you know, there's all sorts of players that are going to get moved here and there. And the last thing the Washington Capitals really want to do now is make a mistake uh, by getting rid of one of their netminders that might be better than they thought. I mean, let's take a look back on Ilias, or Vitek Vanacek, rather, just to close out the show is that how up in arms were the Washington Capitals when we lost him briefly to the Kraken? 
You know, think about it. You know, the net mining situation in Washington, everyone's like, oh, it's horrible. Well, then why was everyone so upset when VTech was gone? You know, and then was just hallelujah when he came back here. So let's have everything into perspective a little bit here and uh, just, you know, take a look at them. Take a look at the book on them, not just knee jerk reactions. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL from first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And that's what we're going to do in this offseason. I have some really great guests coming up. I have a, a guest from the Hockey Writers coming in. I have Andrew from NBC Sports Washington. I may have Locked On Nationals here. Um, I have the Caps Chirp podcast coming up. So it's going to be a summer of fun around here at Locked On Capitals. And I really want to thank all you guys for joining me through these summer months. I know that these are the dog days of hockey. And, you know, maybe not necessarily the thing that you want to listen to when it's, you know, 80 degrees out and you're on the beach, but it's always cap season here at Locked On Capitals. And I want to thank you so much for joining me. And I'll talk to you next time.